Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast, I've got special guest Jason Skisek. Jason is a U.S. Army veteran coach and entrepreneurial evangelist. He is a father, husband, fighter, and carrier of heavy things. His company, Spear and Clover, helps businesses with passionate leaders, talented teams, and strong playbooks go from contenders to dynasty organizations. He leads the Spear and Clover Mastermind, a large group of like-minded entrepreneurs united in helping one another impact the world with their unique missions. You can find Jason hosting the weekly Spear and Clover podcast, which I've been a guest upon, available on YouTube and all across all audio platforms. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Jason Skisek on the show. Jason, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you so much for having me, brother. And I'm super excited to have this conversation. If, if anything, like the, the, the backstage conversation is, is what we're, is to come, and then we're all in for a treat, I think. No, I'm, I am super excited to dive in. So let's get right to it. Your sure. hidden edge, what is it? And then the backstory to uncovering that hidden edge. Yeah, I think my hidden edge probably is just, I love, um, I actually have gotten to the point where I seek out struggle and, and obstacles. I seek out, um, so I'd say loving the struggle and loving my, my competitor, right? Um, those two things are things that I very much think about. And uh, I think it goes in stages. There's a stage where you avoid pain, you avoid struggle, especially as an entrepreneur. Uh, you, you avoid pain, you avoid struggle, you try to plan everything just right. And then you try to implement that in, in the perfect way. And I think there's a stage where you realize that that's just not going to happen. And so okay. you plan for the best. And then at certain points, you're going to encounter struggle. And oh, crap, we encountered some struggle, we've got to work our way around it. Um, and I'm at this really great phase where it's like I'm looking for struggle as quickly as I can because I know two things. I know the sooner that I encounter and overcome my struggles, the sooner I can build the thing that I want to build better. So I'm trying to fail faster is something that people would have heard before. And then the second thing I know is the only way that I grow, one of the only ways that I grow, is through reaction to overcoming these struggles. And okay. so if I want to grow, if I want to grow my ability to, to lead my team, to lead my tribe, to, to grow an impact on the world, I actually need to go out like a trouble-seeking missile and just like smash into as many things as I can. Um, and then because I mentioned it, I'll also add, uh, there was really never a time, maybe since high school that I can think of where I was at odds with somebody, whether on a, a sports team or in business or anything like that, where I felt competitive in a negative way. Most of mm -hmm. my competition in my life has been in a positive way. Um, but more recently, kind of similar to what I was just talking about, I have found myself when I'm at odds with somebody, whether it's, um, in a debate, uh, in an argument, uh, in, not really in business. This doesn't really happen. Uh, actually, I guess it does. There's people that I hold myself up to in business. And in all of those cases, I try to look out of their eyes. I try to understand how they ended up on the other side of the table as me. Um, and the two things that come out of that is number one, either I understand their point of view better and maybe start to drift towards it. Or 
I understand that their point of view is garbage and they haven't thought it through. And then it only re- it makes me re- more resilient in my position. So I think that's my hidden edge. Gotcha. Okay. So people would hear that and say, all right, you're, you're, you're searching the struggle. You're searching yeah. out the pain. You're, you're, yeah. you're looking to fail quicker. When did you realize that that was the path, right? Because we, as human beings, we avoid pain at, at mm-hmm. all costs. And that causes so many people to stay stuck, stay in their same place, but yet they're, they're miserable. And it is the path to personal growth, professional growth, whatever the growth you want to have. So was there a certain story example where it was like, wait a second, I've got to flip it. I've got to use that as a reverse indicator that, Hey, if I'm struggling, I've got to, I've got to be that struggle seeking missile. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's over the course of time. So it's, uh, you know, as, as a person who starts to lift weights, it's really hard. And then the next time you come in a, a heavier weight feels easier. Uh, and, or then the first time you start to solve little problems, you realize that on the other side of those little problems were little rewards. And then you start to solve medium problems. And on the other side of those medium problems are medium rewards. And so when you start to realize number one, that problems typically have rewards on the other side of them, but number two, that you are more and more capable increasingly of solving increasingly bigger problems. You're on a path towards pretty interesting stuff. Uh, and for me, that journey would start in probably the military. Uh, you know, obviously in sports, there's a little bit of that. But in the military, you know, I'm we're in Iraq for I was in two, two deployments in Iraq. And uh, in the second one. The second one, I was on a road crew. We're working seven, 12-hour days with shovels and pickaxes and a, and a backhoe, digging holes, putting in conduit and pulling cable for miles and miles and miles. Okay. Um, and there's just no choice. <laughs> this is the mission. Right. These are the guys I'm doing it with and gals. Uh, and, and if the drill bit breaks or the, the backhoe goes down, doesn't change that. And if I don't like the person I'm in the hole, in the hole with, doesn't change that. And so you learn very quickly, like, we're going to solve this problem. And so you just become incredibly, not just resilient, but when I got back from the military in that deployment um, and, and decided to start a small business, it just seemed like a matter of course that we would start a CrossFit gym and a rock wall and build it ourselves and figure it all out. And there was just no question that we could do that. And that was 12 years ago. So I've, I've got an even longer track record of just sort of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And then of course that thing comes and goes and we get to the other side of it. Gotcha. And I, I love the example of just that's the mission, yeah. right? And and that yeah. language is so incredibly powerful. So many people are probably getting close to either giving up on their New Year's resolutions or their yeah. goals. And I, I feel like mission is such, and you lived it, right, in, in the military, yeah. such a better empowering word to say, okay, like to your point, it doesn't matter what happens when that is the mission. Yeah. You are getting it done. So I love how you you called that out. So military, and then you open up CrossFit Box, a gym. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I love the physical aspect, and you mentioned it a little bit, like the, the gym. How has that then transferred over to business? Because I, I always like to start with the physical, because you if you're in physical shape, you're putting reps in, you see the growth, yeah. all of a sudden, to your point, it changes that pain or that struggle because you see the result on the end. So I'd love to hear just on the physical side, how that has opened things up for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I've always had a physical culture growing up, played sports and, and uh, outdoor sports as well. And, and then in the military, obviously staying fit in there. But I think for me, 
having a CrossFit gym was an extension of the military in that in the military, I was led by some very amazing people, but I was never a leader. Uh, Not really. You know, obviously there's moments and, and days or whatever, but in general, I was not a leader. To then start a gym with two other veteran friends and I um, and start to see the results that other people were getting, I found I really became who I think of as myself at that time, which is sort of this idea of not just working for me, I'll work 10 times harder for you if I know that I'm accountable to you as either your leader or your partner or your uh, workout partner or whatever it is. Um, and so I've just found so much um so much uh, reward in the comfort of this tribe, of this small tribe at first and then growing tribe uh, over the course of time. Um, And to your point earlier, I think anybody who has a physical culture, who has a long period of time doing something physical, either sport or in the gym, will remember or will understand that feeling of the first day being sore and that's a bad thing. And then Mm -hmm. cut to a year later or six months later or three months later and you actually, your brain recognizes that soreness as a good thing. It's that's the bell that means we're getting fed, right? That's that's the 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 uh, what is that the not Maslow was it? No, not Maslow, but uh, the bell, the guy that ring, rings the bell for yep. the dogs. Yep, I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, so absolutely tying those things together, uh, both between the reward of being there working shoulder to shoulder with somebody else Mm -hmm. that's making me go a little bit harder for them. That's making me go out and learn a little bit more for them. It's making me move better because I know that I'm the example for somebody else. Right. And then separately sort of tying soreness and pain and discomfort to the, the ideal outcome and virtue. Yeah. And I I would just say something you touched on there. So I, I used to be a member at a CrossFit box before I opened up my own gym, got a partially torn labrum from some ring muscle ups, but, uh, I know many do, but the community piece, right. You just said there, and, and I feel like gyms, CrossFit box, CrossFit in general, having that community, having somebody that's working hard next to you and pushing you, we do that in the gym environment, but so many times, when we're in our careers, if you're, you're yeah. in corporate America or you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that or you don't seek it out. It's like, wait a second, yeah. light bulb moment. You should seek out those type of groups that are on the attack with energy because it's going to motivate and push you rather than always thinking it's got to come internally. Would you agree? And what are your thoughts on that? I would totally agree. Uh, you know, my friend Robin Lalonde calls that collective elective suffering. Okay. Uh, and it's where we get together in a group and we all agree to do something that's really, really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And and when you do that, if you think of a good day versus a terrible day on a continuum, it just stretches out what a terrible day means so much that the normal ob- uh, obstacles you encounter in your life just seem so small by comparison. Um, and I do think there's a, a strong reason why for years, years and years before CrossFit or, or anything, you know, around the fitness culture that I think we're currently going through as a culture, um, people hired sport athletes because they know that these people know how to come together and win. They know to, how to work together as a team. They know how to overcome uh, uh, obstacles. They know that they're going to seek discomfort. They're going to be comfortable with uncomfortable conversations and uncomfortable situations. So absolutely have seen uh, the benefit of that. In fact, if I had a second hidden edge, it's that I think all CrossFit gym owners have to become experts at leading a professional group of employees 
with very, very little payroll. <laughs> and gotcha. so, so you have to, I think right now, the biggest problem in our, our, our economy is being able to hire and retain really good talent. Right. And I think that's, that's not a secret um, to any of your listeners, but I think those folks like me, well, I've never had a big money bag to wield when it came to managing my team. And so because of that, I had to find intrinsic motivation from them and they had to want to be there and want to do the mission. And I could introduce you to four or five people um, who I sold my gym two years ago and they still show up at 445 in the morning to serve their tribe under the new management, who's great, Andrew, uh, but because they're a core value fit and because they're there for the right reasons, which is guiding this tribe, which is expanding their own bubble as well. Um, and I think that's something that lasts. And I think it's something that people in other sectors don't always understand. Yeah. And I, I'd love for you to expand a little bit because you mentioned core values. Yeah. Why is, why is that so important? Where have you leveraged that? And what are the yeah. results you've seen from Always going back to, hey, I've got these core values. Yeah. I want my team to have them. Let's adopt them. Let's implement. Let's yeah. operate from that capacity. So uh, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So it goes in stages for me. I've had a business for 12 and a half years, this particular business, the, the gym in Chicago. Um, and it, about five years ago is when I took the time to finally really just stop everything. We are, we're really running into some struggle, struggles we couldn't just push through. Uh, okay. and so I stopped everything on the advice of a mentor of mine who I, I love and respect um, and, and did my core values and my mission. And I kind of went through the EOS uh, operating system stuff. Um, and, and we, we, all of a sudden, when we did that painful work of, of writing down, not who we wished we were, but who we were, who I am, who my partners were, who my, my employees were, um, we came up with some really amazing stuff. And all of a sudden I found that we had this five-sided puzzle piece of our five core values. And I held it up to the past as a test. And I was like, okay, here was this great employee that seemed like they were going to be amazing and everything should have been fine, but it felt like up was down and left was right. And we never could be on the same page and, and it just never worked. We were always butting heads. Oh, well, they were this and they were that, but they were definitely not that. And that's why it never worked. And so you do that enough times and you realize, okay, here we have basically this puzzle piece. And now for the last five years, I've been holding that puzzle piece up to future decisions like employees and clients and opportunities. Uh, should I work with this person? Should I not work with that person? And it has yet to be wrong. Uh, okay. It certainly has had some interesting things happen, but it's always stayed true. Um, and then about Three years ago, um, I was uh, on a ruck march uh, with my two Australian Shepherd dogs, um, and two of my five core values that I've already alluded to are spirit of the puppy, which is how I showed up, uh, which is high energy, loves to meet new people, adventurous, loves to try new things, you know, very tribal. Uh, and then the second is military mindset. That's what I okay. earned through discipline and hard work in the military. Right. So one day I was out on this ruck march uh, and I'm military mindset. I've got my pack on, I've got a log on my shoulder and I'm doing 11 miles you know, head up, feet moving, sweat. I remember the sweat dripping down my, my glasses, right? Gotcha. And my dogs are having the time of their life. It's the, if I went 11 miles that day, Jeff, they went 22. And they're running out into the woods and then they come back and check on me. And then they're running out into the woods and playing around and coming back in and check on me. And in that moment, I just, it occurred to me that at my best, that's how I go through life is not just military mindset, laser focused on achieving my goals, but also spirit of the puppy, enjoying taking time for passions, taking time to try new things and spend time with friends or, or my wife and family. Uh, and so before it was ever a business, 
that became the spear and clover symbol that I have tattooed on my arm. And then about two years after that, I launched a business called spear and clover, which is dedicated to just that. So core values to wrap this all up for you, Jeff, core values are about as big a part of my, my business and my personal life as I can imagine. No, and I, I love how you said you stopped everything. And so many times people are, and we all get in the trap. We fall, fall in that trap yeah. of just going, 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 busy, busy, busy. Yeah. But we don't take the time to say, all right, hold on a second. Things aren't going the way I want them to. Let me stop everything. Let yeah. me go through the painful exercise of okay, what are my core values? What are all the team's core values? And then looking through that lens kind of moving forward. And even though you, it was a painful process, it probably took time. It took yeah. a lot of deliberation and, and deep thought. Man, it sets you up for, hey, here's the path forward. Here's how we want to operate. And here's how we want to inspire and, and lead. So I, I love that fact. Yeah. The next question is, obviously, you, you, you're full of energy. You've gone through the military, learned that discipline, learned that mission, core values, all those things. I always love asking the question, what about when doubt creeps in your mind? What, what, what happens when negative thoughts creep in? Because people will sometimes believe that Jason doesn't have negative thoughts. Jeff doesn't yeah. have negative thoughts, which is so far from the truth. So yeah. share a little. You, you have any experiences there? Man, this is couldn't come at a better time, Jeff. Uh, I am so proud of the work that myself and, and my team has put in in the last few months building and launching this business. We've launched a program and a mastermind and social media and all of these moving parts. And I, I'm so proud about all of it. Okay. But uh, I do masterminds on Fridays. Last Friday, I did a mastermind and I did something I've never done before. I booked, I do a monthly float, a float tank, uh, mm -hmm. a sensory deprivation tank. Uh, and this is a great opportunity for me to kind of take, put down the tactical fires, and just think about my place in the universe, my relationships to kind of blow up the business and look at its constituent parts and then kind of put it back together. Right. Okay. But I've never done it, at least not recently in the middle of a work day. And so I went right after this mastermind and I did this float. And I was struggling, Jeff. I was okay. struggling because there's so much that I, that I can see for this vision on the horizon. Okay. And it just didn't feel like I was pointed exactly quite yet in the right direction. And so here I am in this float with a million things going through my head. And I'm like, all right, mother effer, <laughs> if you're the real deal, you've got to be able to calm yourself. You've got to be able to go through it even in the fire right now. Okay. And I don't know that I was 100% successful, but I really did try. And I just remember being in this float and I'm thinking about the things that I'm not satisfied by. I'm thinking about these, these issues because sometimes these problems get more and more difficult by getting smaller. So I'm really close to the right thing, but it's not quite here, that yet there. I'm not satisfied. I know that I can do better for my, for my clients and for the people that I serve. And I know that if I want to build something great, that it needs to be like a snowball where you just push it down the hill. And it's so undeniable that people are going to gather towards it. And we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so I'm laying in this float and I'm like, I don't cry to, to solve problems, but I'm definitely breaking down mentally okay. and then interstitially like, laughing out loud at the whole process like just looking at it like ah this is hilarious but i remember saying these words it wasn't until i discovered and then i would just wait 
because I'm sort of trying to cue myself Mm because everybody always tells you like, oh, for years I struggled with my weight. And it wasn't until I found Jeff that I was able to or whatever. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so there I am in this float on Friday. So, yes, even to this day, and I'm still going through it even right now, um, because ultimately entrepreneurs are the ones that where there's an opportunity to take responsibility, to step forward and solve a problem. We do it. Okay. And guess what, Jeff, those problems don't go away. Every time you solve a problem, three more pop up because you've shown that you're capable of solving the previous problem. Every boss in every video game is harder than the one before it. And so as we grow, we need to realize that this is a practice. It's not a trophy. And so each success that you have is really just the key to enter to the next series of problems. And unless you can fall in love with that, I just don't think you can be happy choosing a lifestyle that we've chosen. Yeah, no, I I would wholeheartedly agree. And I appreciate you sharing that, that story because it is true. We face those same battles and, and everybody does. And, and many people are not satisfied. They're, they're happy with where they're at, but they're not satisfied because they're, they're, they're on that never ending quest to either build a better business, be a better human being, live through core values, whatever it might be. And I, I feel like just overall in society, we've, we've been fed such a lie that like when you get to that white sandy beach with crystal blue ocean, you will have made it and you won't have to yeah. do any more work. It's just not the case. You'll be miserable after three days because you won't have any purpose. <laughs> you won't have anything yeah. you're doing. And it's funny. I mean, when I go on vacation with my family, I work out harder than I ever do because I don't have a lot of business responsibilities and I can, you know, work hard, but we've been fed that it's always this destination and there just isn't. And when you can finally accept that fact, there's some peace to it, right? That it's like, okay, this is, this is part of the journey, part of the human condition. And I'm going to just say, all right, I, I feel it. I hear it. I'm not satisfied, but I'm still taking the next step. I'm still going to choose to move forward. So uh, I'd love to hear your comments on that. Well, I'm over here with ants in my pants. If you're watching the video, you see me over here like <laughs> my body. Language. I couldn't agree more, Jeff. You're like you're like saying words that I was thinking while you, while you were talking. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I think um, I think the human condition is a constant balance between seeking enough and then having too much and becoming uh, um, uh, becoming not slothful, but the excess. Humans don't do well with excess, I think, is maybe the, 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 the summation there is like, I think um, at our best, humans are struggling to to overcome and, and adapt and solve problems, um, hopefully not too dire of those problems. Certainly civilization has, has taught us that we can still pro- solve problems without having to be, you know, constantly warring, although I don't know if that's necessarily true on a macroeconomic sense. Uh, but uh, and then once we do achieve those things, it's, it's not good for us to have too much for too long. Um, and I think that it's very, very difficult. One of the things guys like you and I have debated for years is how do I bring this thing that I love so much and has been so virtuous and positive in my life, which may be the struggle, right? Whether it's as right. an entrepreneur or as a, as, a, as a fitness person, how do I bring that to, to somebody else? I have the cure. We know the cure right. for so That's much. That's it. It's so true. <laughs> we know the cure. How do I, this is the, my, one of the questions of my life. And by mm-hmm. the way, what I do now professionally, even as a business coach is very much 
the cure that's not sexy. It's yep. not sales. It's not marketing. Right. And it's not just like it's not a diet pill and it's not, you know, uh, six pack menu. abs in six, six pack minutes. Abs, right. Exactly. It's yep. it's it's the hard boring work and sometimes the challenging work and like the audacious work of looking in the mirror ruthlessly. I love that stuff, man. That's why I like podcasting because it's the truth, Jeff yep. and, and jujitsu. It's the truth. Did it work? I don't know. Did you choke him out? It worked. <laughs> Did it work? Right. No, it didn't. He didn't tap. Right. It's the same thing with, with fitness or business or anything. I like things that expose truth and, and, and I like things that seek truth at a higher and higher degree um and that endeavor does not come with a lot of, re of of like easy rewards there's not a lot of uh little trophies along the way for that there's just more problems and so you just have to learn how to love problems no i i agree with you and, and as you were talking about like i have the cure <laughs> i always say like i yeah. want to be on a mountaintop just yeah. singing like yes this is the path not the path of comfort, of ease, of a quick fix. Nothing great will come out of your life when you choose that path. And I've taken that path and there's a lot of heartache, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot yeah. of self-destruction when you look for that easy way out. Yeah. But our minds are wired to use as little energy as possible yeah. to search that out. So it's such an interesting dynamic and pull, push versus... Yeah. Hey, yeah, this isn't sexy. It's consistency. It's accountability. It's daily work, hard work versus I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to be on that Island yeah. sipping my ties and, and, you know, toes in the water. So it, it's always an interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah. Just to react to that really quickly. If you're listening to this, I want to like zoom in the lens really quick. Cause I think it's easy for somebody to listen to this in their car to be like Jeff and Jason are hardcore and they like this and I'm different than them. And, and for the record, I am no David Goggins. I, I can't speak for Jeff, but I am no David Goggins. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily that guy. I certainly like those types of activities, but I'm not running a hundred miles a day or any of that stuff. Um, what I want to note, note though, is no matter what you're doing now, you could do a little bit more. You can go for a walk every day. Yep. Like genuinely, if you're riding in your car and you didn't work out last year and all you did was go on a, a half mile, 15 minute walk every single day this year, I promise you your life will be better. I promise you that you'll be capable of achieving a little bit more. I promise you, you'll have a little more clarity about the relationships and the office politics of whatever's going on in your life, right? Um, and so it doesn't have to be, you know, swinging a hundred pound kettlebell or doing a hundred rope climbs or any other hundred things. <laughs> it really is just, just doing something getting out and doing something a little bit more, taking yourself out of your comfort zone in a controlled environment, right? Because you're going to get called out of your comfort zone one way or another. It's right. just up to you whether or not you want to choose the battlefield. Because if you do nothing and you just sit on the couch all the time, then out of your comfort zone is when you have to climb up the stairs. Mm -hmm. But if, if you put yourself in these positions where you're regularly out of your comfort zone, all of a sudden your comfort zone expands. And so if you actually want to seek comfort, you should seek expanding your comfort zone by taking yourself out of it. And if you do it in a controlled environment with people that you love or people that you enjoy being around, it's just so much better and more rewarding and virtuous um, than if you get called out of your comfort zone at, you know, 4:45 p.m. on a snowy day when your tire's flat and you don't have yep. the physical capability to change it, you know. Yep. 
so so true and and i love how you said just do a little bit more and and yeah. i was i run a mastermind as well and one guy was like i i, I need to meal prep i know everything about meal prepping but i just can't get through it and i was like hold on a second don't don't meal prep for the whole week just meal prep for one meal yeah. and feel successful like chunk it down that's how you get movement i love uh man we, i know we could talk for for hours upon hours jason yeah. where can people uh where can people look you up and find you well, for starters, Jeff, I freaking see you, man. I'm over here. We're, we're thinking the same, same thoughts. This has been a great conversation. And so the first thing I would do is recommend Jeff. If you listen to this still, it's because you like the type of stuff we're talking about. And my guess is Jeff's talking about that a lot. So uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, and if you still have energy, I would love to invite you to do the same, to listen to my podcast, The Spear and Clover Podcast. Uh, it's a weekly podcast that I host. Um, I also am happy to offer any entrepreneurs a free test drive of uh, my master. Mastermind, the Spear and Clover Mastermind. Uh, you can find uh, your ability to sign up for that would be at www.spearandclover.com. Uh, and you can follow me on all of the social media platforms as well. Awesome. Jason, thanks so, thanks so much for being on the show. Love the convo. Of course. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We're stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.